Hey, hey, friends, and welcome to World Domination. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, and you are in the perfect place to learn how to grow, how to become an even more amazing version of you, and to connect into a community of like-minded people who are all walking this path and aren't afraid to share the highs and the lows of chasing your dreams. I'm so glad you're here with us. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hey, hey, beautiful people, Monica Ferguson here, and welcome to this week's episode of World Domination. This week, you've got me, and for those of you who follow me on Instagram, about a month ago, I put up a post asking for suggestions. What do you guys want to hear more about? What do you want to learn about? And this podcast is going to be in response to one of those awesome questions. So let's get into this, shall we? Now, the question that came through was, a request to speak about the creative process and how it's not always rainbows and kittens. And I was reflecting on that when it first came through, I thought, oh, that's cool. And when I was sitting down today to really prepare for this episode, I realized what an epic question and conversation this is because there is so much depth to it, right? Now, first things first, for those of you who don't know me, my whole career started out as a photographer before I became a coach. And before that, my love was music, writing. I was the kid, top of my class for creative writing, for English. Um, that creative outlet, especially music, has always been such a huge part of my life. I still feel like music is my first love. Um, and so I absolutely adore working with creatives in fact when I set up my coaching business it was specifically for creatives because there was this one of those moments you know you look back and you think wow that actually changed everything well I was sitting in the back of a big conference room at a a business air quotes business you know event and it was with a bunch of really straight people you know like the corporate types, I don't know what I was doing there, to be honest, but stick with me. Anyway, these are the sort of people that they talk about um, niche, you know, just pick one lane and stay in it and oh, yuck, all of that sort of stuff that we don't really vibe with. But anyway, no judgment to them, that's their thing. For me, it just does not feel good. So they were talking about this thing of leads and getting in front of people and you just need to get in front of a hundred people and and all that kind of thing and um oh there's a siren so (laughs) so obviously this is important um and they were talking about all of that very human like hustle grind go just smash yourself just get in front of heaps of people and that's how you be successful and I remember sitting at the back of the room and I was quite a new photographer still and I hadn't learned any of this mindset stuff. No one spoke to me about, do you actually believe in yourself, Monica? Do you actually think that you're good? You know, like I knew that I could make people feel good, but I really didn't back myself at all. I didn't believe in myself at all. I was terrified. And so as I was sitting there thinking about this, I was like, it doesn't make sense for me to go in front of a hundred people and show them my own insecurity. Like I don't need a hundred people knowing that, you know, but no one was speaking about this stuff. And I was thinking there's such a huge difference between selling a mortgage to someone selling, you know, something external from yourself 
versus selling your own creativity, your own ideas, your own perception of the world. Because as creatives, that's what we do. We're literally expressing our soul, right? And hoping that people like it. And I just remember thinking, this does not vibe with creatives. Like this might work if you're, you know, a sock salesman or like whatever. But when it actually comes to creatives, there's so much of ourselves on the line that there has to be this conversation around worthiness, around self-belief and all of this stuff. And so Lisette, what a great topic. Thank you so much for this. And this is what we're going to get into. Now, the creative process, how it's not always rainbows and kittens. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> it's definitely not. And that is because as creatives, we are forced to first acknowledge our relationship with ourselves, because that's actually what enables us to do what we do. Like we could, there are plenty of people, for example, who are amazing musicians or painters or writers and they create for fun and they sit at home and they create all this stuff, but they're too afraid to show anyone, right? And that's the thing. For those of us who actually want to create businesses and make money and impact people with our work, we can't be doing that. We have to do the mindset and the inner work. And this is, this is where it comes in. Because in order for us to be able to put ourselves out there, our work out there, our ideas out there, we have to acknowledge so much of what's going on within us that is so uncomfortable and we've probably been running from that our entire lives. Now, the, what this looks like for most of us is that we don't feel like we're good enough. We're not pretty enough. We're not young enough. We're not good looking enough. We're not smart enough. We're not clever enough. We're not experienced enough. Someone down the road, someone else that we went to school with does something similar and they're crushing it and everyone seems to love them on social media and we psych ourselves out, right? And we talk ourselves down and we feel unworthy. And this is the thing, to actually sit there with this feeling of, oh my God, I actually feel like I'm not good enough. I actually really doubt my ability as a painter, a writer, a sculptor, a musician, a whatever, photographer. Like it's uncomfortable, right? Because then we open up this can of worms and we're not really taught how to manage that stuff. We're not taught how to feel stuff and so this is the thing being creative forces us to feel and the whole thing of actually creating it is feeling right how many songs are written from it like a headspace they're not they're written from the soul from the heart it's why we resonate so much when we see a piece of art or we read something or we listen to something and it just hits us it's because we can literally feel each other. It's the most epic connecting thing in the world. I think it is the best thing ever. And it's why I love creative so much because there's so much courage and vulnerability involved. But we do have to feel things. And our success as a creative and our ability to consistently get back up and keep going and keep going and keep growing is going to fully be dependent on our ability to be present with what we're actually feeling and not try and bypass it, not try and avoid it. 
and this is where most people go fuck that too much too hard no don't want to do it don't want to do it and it might not even be conscious right so if we think about how the mind works right five percent is conscious 95 percent is at the unconscious level now that 95 percent that is unconscious has one job to keep you safe and if you think about this putting ourselves out there into the unknown, open to criticism, open to rejection. It doesn't really feel safe, does it? We don't need to do it for our survival. So wouldn't our brain, our 95% at the unconscious level, who's trying to protect us from getting hurt again, wouldn't it make sense that it would try and stop us from doing something that potentially is going to hurt? Of course it does. And this is the thing. So often people buy into those thoughts. Your brain will say, you're not good enough. You're not as good as that person down the road. That person's been going for ages. Look at their social media following. You've only got so-and-so many followers. Your mum doesn't even like what you do. Why would anyone else? All that negative chit-chat bullshit, and it can get loud, and it can get violent. My little inner negative voice, holy. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it is. it can... You know, it knows where to hit you. It knows how to bring you to your knees. And what I think we need to really become aware of is what's underneath that. Because that voice, like lots of people go, oh, shut up, ego. But I I don't. I, I appreciate that voice because you know what? My mind, as I went through you know, childhood, domestic violence and divorce and depression and grief and all this stuff. Um, that voice, my mind, was the only one who stuck by me through all of that. You know, so isn't it kind of cool to think that you have like a mechanism within yourself that's dedicated to protecting you? That's amazing, right? So knowing that, okay, cool. Thanks, brain, for trying to keep me safe. However, I choose now to do this. And I think that one of the most important things, and this was for me, one of the biggest lessons which really helped me keep pushing out of my comfort zone and be open to being seen and vulnerable and all that stuff, is to acknowledge um, where those thoughts were coming from, right? So when my brain was really trying to stop me from moving forward and all that negative voice kicked in, the reason it did was because there was a lot of stuff that I had yet to feel and heal. So I was trying to bypass it, right? I was trying to just smash it, go for my goals, make all the shit happen. But I hadn't actually acknowledged so many parts of me that were still so wounded and hurt. And the big thing with putting ourselves out there is that we have to create a sense of safety in order for us to be able to keep going. And this is the question that I have for you guys to really reflect on. This would be a great journaling prompt is do you feel safe to be seen? Do you feel worthy? Are you open to being vulnerable? Are you open to being exposed? You know, or is your nervous system freaking out the moment that you try and put something out there and creates a bunch of anxiety and negative chatter and makes you want to run away now only you know the answer to that right and I invite you to be as honest with yourself as possible and compassionate 
right? Because so for me, if I share a little bit about my process, I learned that since five years old, I had had to learn how to be super protected, right? Like I had to, I had shut down any capacity to be vulnerable because what I had witnessed as a child was my mother getting abused. And so I had learned, hey, it's not safe to be exposed. You've got to have your guard up. You've got to be on high alert. You never know when the next danger is coming from. I lived my life walking around on eggshells um, in absolute fear, right? So how does that show up, you know, 20 years later when I'm sitting on, for example, TikTok or creating a podcast or showing up on YouTube or going to speak at at an event live or doing a virtual summit or whatever, how do you think that starts showing up? Well, it does. It shows up as panic attacks. It shows up as crippling fear and insecurity. And as I sat with myself and actually acknowledged what are these feelings, I felt unsafe. I felt absolutely terrified. Why? Because it had never, ever been safe for me to pull down that guard, to pull down that wall before. And so in that moment, I had so much compassion for myself. I spent hours journaling, crying, healing, feeling so much stuff. When I actually started to realize that my whole life, I just, you know, I'd had to learn how to protect myself because I kept getting hurt. All these people just kept hurting me. And, you know, like, how do you, there's no, there's no point in being angry but how can you not be compassionate with yourself? And this is the thing, we're not good at this. We're very good at being harsh and critical and I invite you to absolutely push all of that out to the side right now because that is not going to serve you now. We're going deep, deep, deep within. And here's a, here's a saying that I learned that literally changed everything. Overthinking is underfeeling. So what that means is when we find ourselves getting in our head, getting obsessed with other people's social media, feeling insecure, feeling not good enough, feeling anxious, it's because we are actively trying to avoid feeling something. Because what's under that feeling? I don't feel good enough. If you actually sat with that feeling, I don't don't feel worthy. I don't feel good enough. I don't feel talented enough. If you actually sat with that feeling, what would happen? Well, might bring up some emotions for you awesome what would happen if you allowed yourself to play that whole thing out to give to yourself what you needed to actually feel that stuff because the only reason it has power over you is because it's trapped in there the moment that you shine a light on it and actually say hey look at all these fears and doubts oh yuck they feel so gross but then you allow yourself you love yourself enough to feel what's true for you you let that out, guess what? The power's gone. You drain the power right out and you realize like, oh, that's not even true. But until you have the courage to actually face and feel what is lurking under the surface, you won't be able to move forward. And one of the ways as well to to notice what is lurking deep down is to notice the patterns and the habits in your life. So For example, do you have a particular pattern where you keep attracting friends who treat you like shit? Where you keep attracting guys who run away? 
or you keep um you get to a certain point with your work and then you throw your arms up and you chuck it out and you start again what is happening over and over again because when you actually start looking at that this is all showing you something bigger that's going on and because we attract things to us right we attract what we are so if we are attracting people who treat us like crap then there's a part of us that's feeling unworthy there's a part of us that's still vibrating at that level and so our power is in saying okay why do I keep attracting people that make me feel like shit and then we sit with ourselves and we be honest and we go oh it's because I actually don't really feel like I deserve anyone better okay get your journal out get into a meditation call me and book in a session because when we can unpack these limiting beliefs and go down 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 you clear it out it's gone the power is gone because these things aren't true but so many of us spend our entire lives avoiding those moments of pain of feeling stuff we don't want to feel and again it's our unconscious mind doing an amazing job of protecting us from feeling hurt so you know the the thing is that if we keep pushing out without actually going into some of the shadow stuff there will be consequences and I don't say this to scare you I say this to prepare you like if if your unconscious mind for example if you were like me you grew up you had some you've got a history of trauma right well you learned that it wasn't safe to be seen it wasn't safe to be vulnerable it wasn't safe to let your guard down and you you keep putting yourself out into situations that make you feel unsafe and terrified and it triggers all the stuff something will happen like you know i've heard of people breaking a bone or your mind is so powerful that it will do anything to keep you safe so it might break a bone it'll sabotage or what it might show up as and this will probably resonate with a lot more of you is a feeling of uh, i don't feel motivated i don't feel inspired i don't want to do that today i'm kind of tired i'm kind of man kind of blah Yep, that's your mind doing a great job, right? At stopping you from moving forward. Or your brain will just bring up a thought from time to time. Remember that thing that your mum said to you when you were nine about how you could never do that? And that'll just suddenly appear in your mind. Yeah, it's your unconscious mind doing a great job, right? And until you actually acknowledge this stuff, it's just sitting there. And the cool thing to understand about the unconscious mind as well is that when it brings stuff up for you, it means that it knows that you are in a position to consciously deal with it. How cool is that? So right now, if you are feeling really overwhelmed and defeated and just like overtaken with negative emotions, your brain has said, right, they're in a good spot to handle this. This is not too much for them to handle right now which is incredible, which means that you literally have an opportunity right now to liberate yourself from certain negative beliefs, past experiences, events, whatever. Once you clear that out of your energy, guess what? Your, your energy lifts, your vibration raises, 
all of a sudden you become an energetic match to things of a higher standard, which is incredible. So if you, for example, let's go back to this example of um, friends. You keep attracting friends that treat you like shit. Okay. If you were to then say, right, I keep attracting people like this because I actually don't think that I deserve any better. Or, I don't know, I, I'm afraid that if I let them go, no one better will come in. Right? When you can be honest and actually feel that stuff. Okay. And you process it and you work through it. And let's say you say, you know what, I actually, I'm going to sit and journal about this. I do have a fear that no one better will come in. And I, my real fear is of being alone. But I also know that I didn't come this far to only come this far. I also know that, you know, I am worthy of this because da-da-da-da. And journal about it and, and find your own process. When you have the courage to let go of the people that treat you at that level, your energy will rise to the next level, which then makes you a match for a higher level of friend, right? There's so much courage and so much self-awareness involved in this process, but it is all inner work. It is all feeling. And often it's painful stuff. The creatives are, in my opinion, the most intuitive and empathic people that I have ever met. So naturally I love them more than everyone else because there's so much depth and substance, right? So, so often what I will find as well is that, you know, depression, anxiety, all that sort of thing runs deep in this creative circle because we feel so much, we feel so deeply. And let's be real, in New Zealand even, I mean, we're not taught how to manage this stuff. We're told, like our culture still teaches us to harden up or to medicate, but it doesn't teach us that when it comes to feeling stuff, it takes 90 seconds for something to run through your body. So if you've got a really painful thought or belief and you actually allow yourself to sit with it, it only takes 90 seconds for the intensity of that emotion to run through your whole body. 90 seconds. And there's this amazing guy called Mastin Kip who you guys should all follow. And he teaches so much of this stuff. And he was saying, you know what, at any second, you're literally 90 seconds away from a breakthrough. But our, our desire to stay comfortable and unconscious to a point is what often keeps us stuck. And instead of actually going right to the root of the problem, ripping it out and being like, oh, this sucks. That was so painful. But then feeling this liberation straight away as we get to take our power back and instead of looking the other way we look right at the shit that's causing the problem and deal with it and then we level up you know for most of us we don't do that most of us we look the other way and we and we focus on oh why is that friend being so mean I can't believe she texts me this what do you think this meant and you talk to your other other friends about it okay cool what you focus on expands right so is that what you want to expand? Like speaking about people that don't treat you with the respect that you deserve? Or instead, would you rather go, oh shit, I actually know that I'm responsible for my life. So even though I don't want to, I actually don't want to acknowledge that I have been attracting 
people that don't treat me well, like it's easier to blame them, right? It's way easier to blame them, but that puts you in a victim state. Your power is in acknowledging your point of attraction. And if these people keep coming to you, it's for a reason. Now, before I continue on that, I want to speak about shame and judgment because what I just said there could come across as quite triggering and quite brutal. And again, I want to share my experience because my number one thing for everyone that I support and for myself is compassion, self-compassion, because we always are doing our best. We didn't know what we know now 10 minutes ago, even. So the thing with, um, and the, the thing that I'm really interested in, and this is why I have studied NLP and hypnotherapy, is the unconscious mind. It's 95%, right? And for those of you who have followed me, I've spoken a lot about some of this stuff in a podcast I did with Jan Haldane, which was around abusive relationships. And this was when I recognized some patterns that were occurring in my life that I had to take responsibility for, even though it wasn't my fault, right? So just to recap a little bit, to put this into context, so again, I grew up in a really violent household, right? So I witnessed my mother being abused. And so as I got older, um, so as I got into like personal development and spirituality and, you know, coaching and all that kind of stuff, um, it's very easy to focus on what are my dreams? What are my goals? What are my aspirations? How much money do I want? Like, here's my holiday on a tropical island for my vision board, all that kind of stuff, right? But what I had to acknowledge was a pattern of toxic men over and over and over again. Men who ignored me, who treated me like shit, who actually abused me. And there was one day, there was one moment where I'd found myself in a relationship with a narcissist. And there was this one moment where he got so wild. And because because I am who I am, I still stood up for myself, right? I still had enough self-worth and self-awareness, um, even getting completely lost in that abusive, narcissistic cycle. I still knew, sort of, like looking back now, I think, how did I, how did I allow all of that? But anyway, so there was this one moment where he was so angry and I had this flashback to being 10 years old and seeing the exact same look on the face of my ex-stepdad before he'd hit my mum and I had this sudden thought like he might hit me and I had another thought which was holy shit how did I end up here knowing everything that I know right <laughs> like knowing everything that I know having literally working in self-worth and mindset and mental health for years and years and years, having this background, all this study, I still ended up in that situation. Why? Because it's unconscious. And 95% of my brain, that, so I hadn't healed so much of the trauma that I had observed as a child. There was still so much lurking under the surface that I had attracted that situation to me because, you know, the saying, you attract what you are, not what you want. And at that point, I still had all of this trauma in my unconscious that I hadn't felt. 
I had literally, we'd got out of that situation when I was 12 or so. I had never really gone to a counselor or a psychologist about it. I had never spoken to anyone. I just pushed it down. I was kind of like, okay, that's done. Get on with it. Harden up kind of thing. It's not that bad. And in this moment where I started to really reflect on, okay, so I've obviously I'm in a cycle where I'm attracting toxic people to me and having this revelation of, oh my gosh, I had actual like PTSD from everything that I went through as a child that I never, like I never got help for. I never even acknowledged how bad it was. You know, I just, I was just like tough love. Let's just keep going. I armored up again, you know, it was all part of that, not wanting to be vulnerable, not wanting to let people in. I just shut down and I, I stopped feeling. I tried to stop myself from feeling. And so to actually have this epiphany of like, oh my gosh, my little five-year-old to 12-year-old self witnessing all of this stuff, living in absolute fear, you know, breaking out in rashes and not sleeping and just like, all of that stuff, thinking that he was going to kill my mum. I'd never even dealt with that. So there's such power in acknowledging those cycles, right? Because when I actually acknowledged that, you can imagine it was pretty emotional to actually truly start to feel that compassion for myself that I hadn't let myself feel ever. And, and it's pretty healing because then once you start to do that, once you let those feelings out, it deepens your sense of self-compassion and self-worth so much because I was actually looking at myself as I was. Instead of pushing it into the back of my mind, I was looking at myself as this strong, powerful, um, resilient girl that went through so much by herself and it wasn't fear and it wasn't my fault that those patterns had got stuck in my energy and my unconscious but it was still my response like responsibility to get out of it you know because I didn't want to keep attracting people like that into my life and so there's a lot that comes up you know and this is why having a coach and having a therapist or whatever is actually necessary for you at that time um is so powerful because there's just so much like as all that stuff came up a lot of forgiveness work was needed around my mum, for example, and um, a lot of people who, yeah, were involved, and I had to actually process the anger that I had for family who looked the other way and allowed that hap- to happen, you know, it's like all this stuff has to come out somehow, so to give myself an opportunity to do that was so important, because you can only imagine, like, when I actually was able to feel that and heal it, it then created a much better sense of safety within myself, which meant that I was able to be more exposed, more seen, to share more, to use my story to help other people do the same. And and even, you know, things like study, for example, I would so often find myself really procrastinating. And what it was, was me holding myself back because I knew what was coming after my study. If I studied and I graduated, I was going to then start YouTube. I was then going to go on TikTok. I was then going to create a bunch of online courses and programs that put me out 
in front of the whole world, literally. And so in the past, like I couldn't have done that because my whole mission was trying to keep myself safe, right? But when I was able to actually heal the pain that was underneath all of that, all of a sudden it opened up the whole world. Okay, now that's a that's a big topic. And I really invite, if, if you guys are finding any of this is resonating, please book in for a session. We can do like single sessions and I can actually help guide you through some of this stuff and help you to make sense of it and help and give you a space to feel it where you're not necessarily going through it by yourself because it's it's big it's big now if we go back to the questions that I asked you before do you feel safe to be seen and what I'm saying in my head straight away is limiting beliefs so there's probably multiple of you this will resonate with but for example if if you had a parent that told you um that you weren't special or that you couldn't do it or people like us don't have success or anything like that that potentially is going to stop you from wanting to be seen right and that belief will manifest what you believe is what happens so if you if you don't feel worthy of money if you don't feel worthy of success guess what it's going to manifest and it's like these beliefs need you to look at them and unpack them and dig what is under it what is what is the feeling underneath all of that that you're not wanting to acknowledge that is the answer right so i really invite you guys all to really reflect on that a what are the the patterns and the cycles that are occurring in your life consistently how can you compassionately unpack them with yourself take responsibility or take ownership now that is not taking blame right that's just taking your power back like for me it wasn't my fault that I grew up in a house like that but if I wanted to get out of a cycle of attracting toxic abusive people I had to do that work for myself and compassion is the key always even if you yourself made a shit ton of bad decisions you should still be compassionate with yourself why because you did the best that you could do at the time so often we're operating out of survival mode and we didn't know any better so that tough love that is not going to serve us here we're dealing with the most often the most triggering painful core wound you know situations and so massive compassion that is the name of the game okay so after we've done that we've allowed ourselves to feel and heal and rewrite these limiting beliefs and really be honest with ourselves about things that have been happening in our lives um one of the other big things i think that creatives need to address is no one's going to want to hear this, but discipline. I know that sounds like such a gross word. I don't even like saying it, but hear me out. Okay. So we've just talked about a bunch of feeling stuff, right? And so often what I think is that creatives, we have this thing about wanting to be inspired, waiting to be inspired. Like I can't write because I'm not inspired or I don't feel like it. Or, you know, I don't feel like doing this today. And 
there are a couple of things on that. One is, yeah, the best the best time to create is obviously when you're fired up and inspired. Obviously. Like, you don't want to sit down to create when you're feeling like crap and negative because you don't want to pour that energy into your work. However, that is not an excuse to be slack with other things. And this is where mindset stuff comes in because there's so much that we can do to help ourselves feel good, feel inspired. And often, really, that feeling of I don't feel like it is actually procrastination because you're literally your mind is trying to stop you from moving forward. And what it feels like is, oh, I just feel kind of tired and blah. But that's your choice, how you, you know, how you move through that. And that's why having this awareness around cycles and patterns and stuff is so important to be honest with yourself about. Because, like, otherwise you might just procrastinate for the rest of your life. But when you can actually understand, like, okay, I, I'm procrastinating because I'm actually really nervous about putting this out into the world because I might get rejected. I might get criticized. That's very different, isn't it? Than actually a day when you need to take time off. And I am big on taking time to be happy and rest and play and all of those things as well. We need both of those things, but it's like, they should be balanced. So if you're always, you know, feeling, then there's something deeper that you actually have the ability to shift and to move. Right. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about is discipline around our energy. And the way that I see this in my mind, and I was explaining this to a friend yesterday, you know those plastic snap lock containers and you put like nuts or whatever in them um, and like it seals shut right around the top. That is the degree that we need to protect our energy. And so here's another question for you to consider for your own life. Where are you leaking energy? So this is where boundaries come in, right? For example, let's say it's other people. How many people in your life are you saying yes to when you really want to say no? How many stupid events do you go to when you actually don't want to go to them? How many things do you do for your parents even though you don't want to? Because easily that can take up your entire life being a people pleaser, right? And so again, because we're in a space where we're being really honest and self-aware, if you are a people pleaser, what is driving that? Is it a feeling of not being enough, wanting people to like you? Okay, so the moment that you can get to the place of actually liking yourself as you are, you'll no longer need that external validation. But there's something that you're avoiding feeling. So you're trying to control the external i.e. trying to make other people behave differently so that you can feel better about yourself. And that is never going to work. I say that with love, but it's never going to work. You can't control the external, you know? You just can't. You can't, even your best friends or your partner or whatever, they're still going to let you down sometimes. And if you're going to make that about your worth, they treated me like this because I'm not good enough. No, they didn't. Maybe they had a shitty week. Maybe they are just being an asshole. Like who knows? But we can't give our power away. We can't be leaking energy to everyone else. It has to come 
back to us from within. That energy is required for us to build up ourselves, to love ourselves, to meditate, to, to look after our inner world, to have time to focus, to think about this stuff, to actually sit with our thoughts and our feelings and process them and be honest and be compassionate and however that plays out for you, you know, to actually take time to prepare food that makes your body feel good. Drink enough water. The moment that you are dehydrated, your brain stops working properly. So, okay, are you unmotivated or are you thirsty? Seriously, like this is basic stuff, you know. And I'll tell you a story about this as well. So I always talk about Stuart Walter. He's one of my first mentors. And my first session with him, and it was on Zoom, and um, I had to fill out this sheet, and it was like, you know, your goals and da-da-da-da. And one of the questions was, how much water do you drink a day? And I was like, huh, this guy works with elite athletes. And I'm like, what? Why do you need to know that? So I wrote the truth, right, which was like one to one and a half liters a day. And that was the first thing he asked me about. And he said, oh, you don't drink enough water. And I said, oh, yeah, I know. And he was like, why not? And I was like, um, sabotage? And he said, yeah, I'll tell you why. Because if you drank enough water, your brain would work better, your body would feel better, your mood would be higher. Therefore, you would have the energy to go and do all these things that you know are going to take you forward, take your dream forward, take your goal forward. But all of those things are scary because they then open you up to, again, criticism, rejection. You're out in the unknown, right? So it's easier to sabotage by not drinking enough water so you feel like crap, so you can't really get motivated, and then you're safe. I mean, what the heck, right? So this is the thing. <laughs> when we're talking about discipline, this is what I'm talking about. Like, the discipline to drink enough water every day. I mean, what the heck, right? The discipline to, to move multiple times a week, even if all you do is dance around in your garden or hit the trail or do a Pilates YouTube video, whatever. Just find something that you enjoy and do it, you know? And if you're finding that you're hitting resistance on these things, why? If you're really honest about it, ask yourself, why? Oh, because I don't feel like it. No, nah, that's not an excuse we accept anymore. Remember, you're in charge. So if you're like, oh, I don't really feel like it. Well, why not? Oh, because da-da-da-da. Just keep digging. Keep digging until you get to the real answer. Because so often it's driven at an unconscious level. And the real reason is that, oh, if I felt real, if I exercise, then I'm going to feel really good. And then I'm going to have all this energy. And then I'm going to um, have to write my book. But if I write my book, I might put it out there and it might not sell any copies. And then people might think that I'm stupid and then I might feel stupid. So it's just easier to make an excuse not to exercise, right? This is literally how clever our mind is. But we are more clever, right? And the power that we have to be present and to actually challenge this stuff, this is what separates the men from the boys. And this is how 
we have to be, especially as creatives, because we are deep feeling people. And that can be really uncomfortable. It can be so painful and so uncomfortable at times. But it's also our superpower, our ability to create, to connect, to to share stories, to be open is a phenomenal gift, an absolutely phenomenal gift. And so when we can just make some tweaks and work with ourselves and be compassionate, and often we're not, and this is why I keep talking about compassion in this podcast, right? Creatives, I think, are some of the most um, self-judgmental people I've ever met in my life. Like just scrutinizing, we scrutinize everything that we do, we scrutinize ourselves. We we haven't really taken power over our inner voice, our inner chatter, the way that we live our life, the amount of water we drink, and so on and so forth. Even like not setting clear goals, proper proper goals. That can be a form of self-sabotage. Why? Because you can only have motivation with direction. So if you have said, oh yeah, I want to write a book or I want to start it, I want to start a band. I want to be a musician. What does that mean? How? When? You know? Our unconscious is an absolute like super computer, but we have to program it properly. And so when we actually have a clear vision of, okay, I want to start a band, I want to be a lead singer, I want to um I want to have a thousand subscribers on YouTube by the end of next month. Okay, cool. And then guess what? <laughs> Your job is just to show up, follow the inspired and you know, the inspired ideas and allow things to literally magnetize to you. But having that clear goal, put a date on it. What do you want and by when? And make it juicy. Because you didn't come through this far in this in this podcast to set a lame goal, right? <laughs> You're better than that. Okay, so to go back to discipline, I want to talk about mental discipline a little bit. Um, and the big one is social media. Now, my advice to everyone would be to severely limit and restrict your social media use and delete anyone who's not serving you because the last thing that you need after doing all this work and all this healing and having all this courage is to go online and be triggered by someone's fake ass bullshit right because people are good at that they you know people are good at posting what they want people to think and what they want people to feel that you know oh my life is perfect and here's a here's a selfie Uh, that's been crazy edited and whatever you just have we have no idea and people I think that people do it to feel better about themselves um but social media can be so triggering and I am so with you social media has been probably the most triggering thing for me since I started my business years ago I speak about it quite often if I'm having a crap day where I've got like you know, some thoughts coming up that I'm working through and I see something, um, it can totally throw me. And so I've learned to really cut down on my social media use. I basically unfollowed everyone who's not serving me. Um, 
and that might sound however it sounds, but serving me in the sense that I either want to use social media to connect with people that I like to learn, to laugh, to grow kind of thing. Um, but if I'm just scrolling through a bunch of people posting selfies from my latest holiday and it's, you know, or it's just like, look how hot we are going into town tonight, whatever. It's like, that's not useful for me or people, you know, cause I, and I've also shared about this in other podcasts as I've grown, so many people have fallen away and that has been quite triggering as well for me where I go online and see that a friend that I haven't heard from in 10 months um, is like out doing stuff with other people but won't like or hasn't reached out to me at all, stuff like that. And it's like, it's all part of the process, right? Again, you know, I was talking about before when we let go of people and as we rise, when we let go of things, limiting beliefs, old friends, we rise up and we become a match for a higher level, right? Which is cool, which is awesome because that's what we want, right? Um, but just being really mindful of the things that can set you off and trigger you and creating some boundaries around them. You know, even if you need to take some time completely off social media, it's not the end of the world. Take a couple of weeks off. Who cares? You know? I've done that quite a lot. I've taken like a five, six, seven days at a time and reset and it's so good. And it makes you, again, it brings you back into the present moment, into your body, into what you're doing now, instead of thinking about everything else. And one thing I will say about that too, that whole overthinking is underfeeling thing, is that thinking is a masculine energy and feeling is a feminine energy. And so if we think, Feminine energy is about receiving, right? So as a creative, what a powerful thing to know that when we're in that present situation, when we're sitting with what is, we're not thinking about what's coming next or thinking about other people. We're present with what is. We are in a feminine receptive state. That's when ideas come, clients come, money comes. As a creative, being in our feminine energy is a superpower an absolute superpower but if we're busy thinking all the time because we're trying to avoid feeling something then we're really not harnessing the power that we have at our disposal okay all right so the last thing that I want to say about this is just to be mindful about what what is actually entering our energy in our body right so what kind what is our level of tolerance what kind of friends do we choose to tolerate now? What kind of food? What kind of things do we drink? And how much? Two liters a day of water. That's what you said, right? Um, you know, what do we listen to? Are we listening to trashy Netflix things in the background? Or are we listening to music that really uplifts us? Or podcasts? Or, um, or nothing? you know, but actually being mindful that, you know, our diet, quote unquote, air quotes, is everything that we consume. And so our diligence and our discipline around what we allow in, do we allow our friends to come over and bitch and moan for three hours about their boyfriend who they've been with for five years and they're never going to leave? Do we choose to give our energy into something like that? 
Or do we choose instead to say, you know what, I'm taking this whole night off for me, I'm going to have a big bubble bath and then I'm going to watch a movie to relax because I'm worthy of that. Cool. Or do we say, I've got this course that I really want to finish, so I'm going to, I'm setting aside this time on Saturday night to finish this course or to write the next chapter of my book or to go and meet with some musicians and talk about ideas, whatever, you know? It really puts us in a powerful position of, being creative as opposed to reactive. So we're not just waiting to see what happens in our life and then responding to it. We're actually deciding, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. And understanding that you don't have to say yes to anyone, actually. You know, no one gets to tell you or have expectations of you. And if they do, well, that's them. That's their stuff. That has nothing to do with you. You are called for so much more. You know, I know that because you're a creative. Creatives are so powerful. And if we look at the world right now, more than ever, what we need is connection. This is what I think. We need to connect back to each other. You know how we do that? (laughs) Creativity. Your stories, your songs, they matter. People feel things, you know, when you connect into something creative and it's like, it just changes everything. How often do you hear a quote or you read something or you hear a song and it just hits you right in the heart and you're like, Oh, I feel like that was just for me. Yeah, it was, it was, it's magical. So I want you to remember that, that your gift is bigger than you. And sometimes that can be something that keeps you motivated and going is when, you know, like I I always talk about having a positivity album, starting to create evidence for yourself of the positive impact that you've had on other people. Because sometimes it's easier to get motivated by other people. But I also encourage you to spend a lot more time being compassionate with yourself, celebrating how much you've come through, how far you've come, how brave you are. Because we want to build that, that feeling within yourself of knowing your inherent worthiness and embodying it and not looking to anything external or to anyone else to validate you because there's no power in that at all. And you are here to be powerful. You are called to be powerful. Okay, so I'm going to wrap that up there. Man, this got deep fast. I love this conversation though. So as usual, guys, reach out. Let me know what resonated. Um, Yeah, if you've got any other questions, if you've got any other topics that you want me to go into that would be useful, let me know. You know where to find me. And um, I really hope that this this was beneficial. And if you have been triggered by this conversation, I invite you to be present with yourself carve out some time go outside in nature if you can and just ask yourself why is this being triggered why do I feel triggered because you know it's always the thing under the trigger the trigger is like a a little protective warrior that comes out to try and deflect pain but if you've been triggered by feeling you know if you feel like attacked or something like that It's because there's a feeling under that. And when you can be honest with yourself about what that really is, 
that's when you are so powerful and your self-awareness will kick in and then you have the ability to literally let go of and rewrite things that have been there possibly your entire life and not even just your life it could have been passed down through generations that is literally how powerful you are your acknowledgement of what's true for you so yeah sending you guys so much love thank you for being here I really hope that this has helped um, and I will be back next week lots of love guys Mwah. thanks so much for listening guys I hope you enjoyed it I would love to hear your aha moments please share on your stories and tag me so I can celebrate with you and be sure to connect with me online I'm on Instagram at mon3.0 and find me on YouTube by searching Monica Ferguson Have an amazing week and remember that you are so inherently worthy. You are so loved and you belong. All my love, guys. See you soon.